I knew where you were going with it. Um, when it's Prom Meets World. Um, so, Michael Jacobs really loves this sign. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to throw this out there for our, oh, for our <laughs> listeners. Me and Siege do not like time jump episodes. We find them very cheesy. We find them pointless, as in this episode. There is no need for it. And I also want to point out the fact that only white people can go back in time. So Absolutely. that's... <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing. I will say, I remember a very iconic Family Matters episode where they do a noir like, I don't know, do you remember that um, one? You, bro, all of these time jump episodes are pointless. Every single TGIF show does it, and it's always dumb. <laughs> and I don't disagree with that. But just even how they have him go back in time, you're like, okay, first of all, he's dead. Can we, I'm sorry, can we, okay, let's, let's pause. Let's, let's pause. Let's pause, because I feel like we jumped right into this episode with pure aggression, and we miss a bunch of beginning stuff. So okay. maybe we can just do a um, tell me about it to start us off. Well, how about we start with telling the people who we are, uh, and that this is episode <laughs> 65. Guys, this is what this episode has done to us. I just want to point that out there. I'm Siege. And I'm your boy, TC. And uh, yeah, everything that we said above, and we're just going to get into this because I'm, I'm going to tell you guys right now. You probably saw it when you looked at the, uh, the timestamp. Time this is not going to be a long episode. I can't imagine why it would. <laughs> so let's get into the tell me about it. Tell me about it. This is season three, episode 19. I was a teenage spy. Corey gets a shock when a microwave mishap transports him back into the 1950s, where his post-Cold World knowledge of Russia's space experiments get him mistaken for a spy. I have so many things, mostly why. <laughs> um, should we quickly do the roll call? Just roll because, call. Um, I want to find, I, I mean, we have Hunter Sean Zarelli, we have like all these new characters. Uh, what's her name? T... T-Bone? Something like Something that. Like that. I don't yeah. know. Um, so nice. anyway, uh, roll call, we have Tom Bosley and Anson Williams, who are both from 1950s sitcoms mm-hmm. um, as themselves. And then Pat Morita, who I also believe is... Uh, oh, happiness. Yeah, exactly. Um, who plays Wise Man. So... Um, don't know how I feel about that from a perspective of casting the old Asian man to be the wise man. Ah, uh, God. Let's talk about this fondness for the 1950s that we've... I mean, we've talked about this throughout the podcast, how Michael Jacobs seems to be a very big fan of Happy Days. I'm sure he just his pants at the opportunity to do this. <laughs> um, why is this episode a thing? Again, I can't think of anything other than, at the time, we were doing 22-episode seasons, and they needed a filler. Why is it that Feeney gave them a final for history in the last episode, and now... Corey is doing a history project about Sputnik. What is this for? Absolutely. Um, because 
like what is time in the Boy Meets World episode. Like anyone who watches The Good Place, have you ever seen it? Mm-hmm. Time is not uh, linear. It kind of makes this design that says Jeremy Barramy. <laughs> like and that's like like in cursive and like time is that. Like it's just always all over the place. And that's exactly what I think Boy Meets World's timeline is. Yep. It's just like at any point in time, like I would not be surprised if season six has us in like <laughs> Dude, this is the first of many time jump episodes and to be honest i'm not a fan of any of them let's quickly talk about this because i want to get this episode over with Corey goes back in time because i'm a microwave yes is there <laughs> anything wrong or false about that assessment oh uh, a lot i mean at least with uh back to the future we got a delorean or like yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is and you know what I, aliens I make it a dream like it's a dream <laughs> segment like i get it but still like the microwave thing is silly i want to quickly talk to you uh quickly about this paper because Corey is upset with sean because he plugged something in and because of that his computer wiped his uh paper i just want to quickly ask you was there can you remember a time in high school where you were doing our college where you were doing a paper and the entire thing got erased and you absolutely yeah. everyone like i don't know about now because so many uh programs have like automatic save this was not a thing when we were in school but there was just so many times i'm sure like just generations of people uh, especially ones who worked with computers or like i would imagine like even typewriters kind of like had the issue every once in a while but just the idea of you worked on this thing. And yes, maybe I waited to the last minute, but you got gold. I pulled out of my crack the best that I could. And it was it was at least going to get me a passing grade. And, and gone. And it always happens when you procrastinate to the last <laughs> damn minute. Only for you to hear your mom's voice in your head going, that's why you waited to, you don't wait to the last minute, T. Absolutely, absolutely. It was very, very much. Speaking of T, TL is Topanga's name in this episode. Uh, um, can we talk about uh, the Russian influence? That seems pretty relevant, I guess. <laughs> very much so. I mean, I do love, like, it's kind of mocking 1950s understanding, so I will give it that. I mean, they are making fun of this whole, like, Red Scare, this person may be a communist. Uh, Again, I, surprisingly relevant. Sure, <laughs> surprisingly relevant. Sadly relevant. not to the story of Boy Meets World. Not at all. This is, like, this is, like, a different show. This is, like, do you remember that show where, like, that boy and that dog would, like, go through, yes. like, the different history points? It was a cartoon. Mr. Peabody and someone else. Sure. That's what this episode is. Yeah, kind of. It kind of does feel like that. It feels like a Bill and Ted, like, we're going to go back in time, we're going to learn a little something about history, and we're going to come back all the wiser from it. But that's it doesn't not... even, like, it doesn't even teach a lesson that's relevant to, as you said, Boy Meets World, or, like, one that he remembers so to speak it's just a fun escapist and it's episode. it's very much um a boy me I'm, I'm sorry a back to the future kind of vibe of him like going back saying his name is brad pitt like brad pitzer B- brad pitzer <laughs> he's just like is really playing with this whole history like he's in on the joke he understands that he's in the past but no one else does and also they do do uh a, uh, <laughs> how old? Well, you know what? This episode allows it. But um, there is a few allusions to Back to the Future, including Great Caesar's Ghost, which is a Back to the Future quote uh, said often by Doc. So, 
Um, the one thing we learn about this is, I, I'm sorry, there's a few things we learn about Sean and Topanga that I don't know are relevant outside of this dream sequence. Does Topanga really like going to the zoo and seeing the giraffes? Because we've never seen that before. We never see it again. Is that just some random dream fact that doesn't matter at all? Yes. <laughs> and then Sean? Sean never has had a friend. Corey is his first friend. He doesn't understand how friends work. <laughs> Um, it, it's, it's, it's not even that they're in back in time. They're in like an alternate dimension. It's so strange and bizarre the way they structure this. Episode. Absolutely. Like I will say in this episode, cause we did get someone recently who talked about Girl Meets World and they do a very similar thing in Girl Meets World where it's My like the 1960s. But what they do there is that we are seeing, uh, Riley, who is Topanga and Corey's child. She, we're seeing her grandmother and her relationships. And of course, everyone's very much like this. Like there's a bunch of people who mirror the people that she knows. And it's supposed to be an origin story. And they're supposed to, like, it's supposed to actually be the past. Like we learned that um, this character that Riley was doing is the one who gives Topanga her name because she's like oh if I ever have a daughter I'll name her Topanga because Topanga feels like home or something like that it's like it's it's a whole thing you're like oh it's supposed to be like that's why she got the name Topanga this episode does none of that like no because <laughs> it's not based on anything Corey's parents in this sequence are, are, Russian. are Russian spies Boris and Natasha are you fucking kidding me like I love it uh, here, here's a question for you too and I, we touched on this a little bit before only white people can go back in time because yes. I have to tell you, sending me to the 1950s is fucking terrifying. Absolutely. I don't want any part of it. I don't want any part of the 50s, the 60s, honestly, the 70s and 80s. Even the, Send me some parts in LA now. Even, <laughs> even now. Like, I don't want to go back. No person of color, no minority is thinking, hey, back then, that's when America was great. Absolutely. So... Yeah, this is very much a, a TV show that only can happen um, with a predominantly white cast. And even then, like, I will say, like, I remember there was an episode of Living Single where they do this, and they do it. But again, it's it's played for fun, and it's played, like, it's... They're not trying to make... They're not trying to do anything but have fun, and the, the point is, like, this is music, and it's fun, and it's all this other stuff. Like, this just felt filler. You and, know like, what my main problem with this is, too? That we've seen dream sequences such as Quarter in the Jar and then there was Sean. Yes. That not only are fantastic as far as humor and relevance and just being like having actual fun with the concept, mm -hmm. but it supports the ongoing storyline. You have Sean wedged in between Corey and Topanga, and this is the manifestation of yeah. that. What is this the manifestation of? This yeah. is Corey fell asleep watching Happy Days. Absolutely. Also, all right, so a, a few little quick notes that I, I had. First of all, turned on by Turner moment. Poindexter look, working for me with Turner. Like, I'm like, a pass. I, I mean, you don't have to, but for me, I was like, yes, this Turner, and I think it's just because we've gotten so much of the Turner's a hunk and, like, the I'm a 90s dreamboat, I was just over, so to see him have a different look. I was like, okay, you know what? It's it's shaking things up for me. Uh, you know what? Obviously, I've never been as big of a fan of Turner, but I will say this. I think he hit his peak with the tank top episode in season two. <laughs> Ever since then, especially this season, they're aging him with his suits and his attire. I think even next season, he gets a haircut. Like, it's, it's they're dwindling down the things that made him, like, 
a sex symbol. Okay, and then additionally, there is a... Nerdy Eric? Well, Nerdy Eric, which of course, like, there's all these alternatives, but one thing that I thought was interesting is uh, in the classroom scene where Brad Pitzer is, uh, you know, talking to them about Russia and all this other stuff. Sure. There is a black girl, and I was like, um, integration did not hit Pennsylvania until 1968. And even really? Probably after, most places. This is 1957, so I don't know what, like, universe you're in. What happened was, is they had the same group of extras that they used for every episode, and they were just like, hey, here's your costumes, go for it, we're just gonna turn an eye to this. Also, Eli the Beatnik, that felt very racially charged <laughs> does well, it not i mean what else were they gonna do with this guy like i mean first of all we haven't seen eli in like a few but is eli i'm sorry i i'm, I'm having a hard time remembering this episode because i'm purposely trying to <laughs> delete it from my mind is eli in the chubbies in this episode is that where we see yes him? he's again they go to meet like yes the yes yes yes, yes, yes. Like, a, a colored man would not be allowed in a restaurant with these white kids this is what i'm saying but like not only are we like the sit-ins haven't happened yet <laughs> not only are we <laughs> glossing over this but when we do he is of course like this artist beatnik you know like it's it's a very stereotypical uh vague and <laughs> I'm so sorry. We have the episode playing in the background, and they just gave uh, Corey the chicken mask to get him out of jail. This episode is ridiculous. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And Sean having a girl (laughs) hidden at his hideout just waiting for him to do whatever with. Uh, Sean Z. Hunterelli. Jesus. Dude, this whole episode is just ridiculous. Is there anything you liked about this episode? Um, I like... uh... I like um, Rocky and Bullwinkle, so the Boris and Natasha thing was fun to me. I will say the one thing I do like is that I like, um, surprisingly, that this episode is relevant because of the Russia angle. Yeah, exactly. um, Because those foes have come back in a big way. (laughs) Um, But I also like Corey and Topanga in this episode. I said there was chemistry. There's chemistry there. We learned a little bit. Again, I don't know how much of this is actually Topanga or what Corey's envisioning of Topanga. But they actually seem to have a chemistry here that we haven't seen in some time. So Mm -hmm. that was the one thing that I was just like, okay, I'm here for this, I guess. They're having a lot of fun with this. Topanga's wearing a ridiculous wig. Like, it's all good fun in a way that I don't care at all about. Exactly. I just think that this episode contributes nothing. It needs nothing. It... It creates more problems than it solves. You could not watch this episode, and it would make none, no difference to the to your understanding of the show. But also, it's just it's a time error that we constantly go back to. I feel like that was a '90s thing. I feel like that's a boomers thing because boomers <laughs> were basically the adults reminiscing about their childhood. Well, so I just found out that I think 2019 to 1990 is the same as. 1990 to 1961. I didn't do the math just now, but I did see something recently that was like, oh, hey, by the way, the reason why we're seeing all these 90s shows and stuff is like, hey, remember when you were a child and you saw all those 60 things? Well, that's exactly what we're doing. 100%. 100%. And so that's what I think, um, uh, that's why I think we're seeing a lot of this happening here because of the boomers. But 
it's it's one of those things where they had this view of the fifties that was not entirely accurate. Well, again, it's one of those like again to bring up another meme which I love is whenever people are like, "Why do you miss the nineteen fifties? We still have milkshakes and racism. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, those are still around. So like, what 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 do you miss? And I think it's like we miss being able to look at this. Overlook it, no. you know, like like the not only really thing examining. people miss is not having to fucking go to restaurants and schools with people of different races. That's what they're talking about when they talk about the 1950s. Uh, I mean, but I will say because we know of Michael Jacobs being someone who is constantly trying to um, recreate happy days. <laughs> well, well, no, I'm just like he is trying to teach lessons and and push the envelope forward. I will say that I don't think that that's what he misses, but it is one of those things to where he doesn't see the problem with having Mr. Miyagi. Uh, and he, I may be racist for even assuming he was Mr. Miyagi. Um, no, he is Mr. Miyagi. I, was just, I wasn't sure. I'm just saying I didn't do research. But um, he doesn't see the problem with having him play these stereotypical roles. Well, I, he does play the same. Well, he plays the role of the restaurant owner on happy days which is why he's half of that here but also half wise man because you know asian that's what i'm saying like the like why did he need to be in the the wise man or like why is eli a wise beatnik exactly it's just like those those things they don't see a problem with because for them it was just good harmless fun um so much as for them 10 years ago with um God, wasn't pretty in pink or stuff. You know, it's yeah, like, sure, sure. we just weren't examining things. Or even if we were, no one cared as much as we care now. It was a pre-woke time, guys. <laughs> I mean, so it was like five years ago. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, I honestly don't have much more to say. I also don't have much more to say either. Um, it's, it's good to see... Uh, Pat, Pat Mor- how do you say his name? Pat-, Pat Morita. Pat Morita. It's good to see Pat Morita again. Um, he did great things for the Asian community. He was a fantastic actor of his generation. Um, other than that, I don't... It honestly felt like Michael Jacob-, Jacob was like, hey, we have Pat for an episode. What can we do? Again, for me, it just feels like they had a 22-episode order and someone was like, hey, how about we do this? And he was like, yes. Okay, so one of the things I will point out is that in the next time travel episode where they, like, go to war or something, um, I think it's, like, season five, um, there is a... um, TGIF was doing a special where that entire Friday night was filled with time jumps. Yeah. And I think Salem from Sabrina <laughs> Teenage Witch actually makes an appearance because he jumps from episode to episode of the, uh, in the series. I kind of so love that. There was a tie-in at least to where we could be like, okay, I can see why you did it. I do not recall that being the case for this episode. And again, there's no point in Corey doing a report since history has ended <laughs> in the previous episode. I think there, we're supposed to have this whole... Um, it's a wonderful life. Um, Wizard of Oz moment where he's just like, You were there, and you, and you'll always be there for me, Sean Z. And Topanga, I'll always care about I you. Think, I think the reason, literally, the only thing to take away from this episode is that I think they were trying to reestablish this romantic connection between Corey and Topanga to lead to the events of like the, the next episode, episode. yeah. yeah. So I think that's really the only point of it. And honestly, it's really unsuccessful with that as well. So um, Absolutely. The only other thing I was going to say is, like, towards the end of the um, episode, he gets shocked again. And I'm like, yo, fix that socket. Like, that's, like, legit uh, a lawsuit. Like, or, you know, it's like... <laughs> 
Um, yeah. Actually, Corey, you've been dead the entire episode. This is your last glimpse before you fade out. Absolutely. So that's that's my only thing. Um, but yeah, honestly, I don't know what you guys want from us. We did what we could with this. Uh, if you really feel like it, yeah, please let us know if you like this episode. Like, I feel like for someone, this is the episode that they just, like, love. Like, this is the episode that they remember from their childhood and for whatever reason has a part in their life. That was not the case for me. And mazel. Because, honestly, I I could have done something else for my time. Okay, so... Um, um great. <laughs> yeah, what... Uh, oh, we're a moment? What, like, what do you want to do here? Um, honestly... My bra moment is ignoring integration. <laughs> a very good one. Because as we, we've mentioned, there are lots of things where I'm like, okay, so we're right. just whitewashing history right 100%. now. 100%. Um, and if you're going to go and do the 50s, do the 50s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, great, what grade are you giving us? I'm giving it a D. I'm giving it a okay. solid D. Honestly, like, I feel like it Actually, does... you know what? I, I, I will... I feel like that's too harsh because there are funny parts of the episode i gave i was gonna say i gave it a c because and i only gave it a c because and if you know if you look at my notes i actually give it a c plus but as we've talked about it i'm i'm landing on a c because it does have a three-part structure it does like you know it does c minus for me it does like the bare minimum and we've seen worse episodes i think what bothers me the most is that that tail end of the season is actually filled with some pretty decent episodes like some really great episodes you get filler that's how it and that and this just feels like trash it (laughs) feels like um you remember when there was an avocado shortage and california had reported that uh, restaurants were mixing soy into their guac to make to fill it in this is the soy in the guac well (laughs) well i don't know if anyone remembers again i keep saying this but like very often TV shows have, or, yeah, TV shows have, like, a order, like, an episode order that they have to fulfill, but then, like, they get budget cuts or, like, whatever, and so, like, they're, like, you have to do an episode but with this amount of money. Or, you know, like, just these are the things that we can do, and this feels like one of those episodes, like, in, um, what is it called? In... God, why am I blanking on it? Breaking Bad... In Breaking Bad, the Fly episode in the last season was specifically written because they had a budget cut. And they were like, we have to do the episode order, but this is, like, we're going to have to make it within these uh, limits. And I feel like very much this was a situation where ABC was like, you said, we said 23 episodes, we will not accept I really don't, and this is like a prime example of why I really feel like the 23 episode structure model has fallen apart and why like 8 to 12 episode series are doing so well because they can just focus on like the stories that need to be told. They don't have to do filler. And even with 12 episodes, sometimes you're like, did we need that last one? So I cannot imagine how terrible some shows would be if we actually doubled the order. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, so, um, homework. Do you have any? I saw Rocket Man on a plane recently, and I I enjoyed it. I I saw the trailer for this at the same time I saw the trailer for Bohemian Rhapsody, actually, uh-huh. and I just kind of rolled my eyes. I was like, wow, Hollywood's <laughs> running out of ideas. I saw these trailers back to back. Um... But I actually enjoyed this more than Bohemian Rhapsody because I actually did not like that movie. Um, 
the lead actor is great. He does his own singing. The movie has this really trippy, almost Moulin Rouge quality to it. Um, and it was one of those things where they did not hold back on the history of Elton John. He's okay. like, I have fucked everything that's moved. I have taken well, every drug of available. And they they show it in a way that I feel like they kind of watered down with Freddie Mercury. Um, so yeah, so Rocket Man, if you're on a plane, it's a it's a fine movie to watch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, I I know Elton John had uh, a very big hand in writing his movie. So yes, I love. I think like you're getting his truth instead of like some producer being like, and this is what happened. Well, and also with the if you know anything about the Queen movie behind the scenes yeah. drama. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen was originally supposed to be Freddie Mercury, and but he, he wanted pulled, to really be. He wanted to like tell like what Freddie Mercury, the crazy shit he actually did, and the band was like, we kind of want to focus on the music and make the band look great. Exactly. And so that's why, like, when I was watching this movie, and I was like, oh, they're just singing the entire time. They're just going from song to song in the studio. True in the studio. musical. It's it it felt very much like a Glee episode to me, <laughs> and that's why I just really I think Rocket Man surprised me so much because it didn't feel like that. Okay, um, so for me, my homework is speaking of I was a teenage spy. Uh, the new trailer for James Bond, No Time to Die, just came out, and I'm a huge James Bond fan. I've never seen a James Bond movie. I don't even know what to say to that, so I'm going to say I'm very surprised that you have a, James Bond is not a black thing. I, I, he's not part of. He's not like he's not that thing that like he could go up to any black person. And they're like, oh yeah, of course we've seen. You know all the what? James Bond I movies. I agree with that. But to me, as a cinephile, James Bond is a cinephile thing, and James Bond for me has always been kind of like I don't know. I just always responded to it at a very young age, and then the reboot with Daniel Craig has also been a very fun and like some are hit or miss, but like. What I'm going to list is we're at that time of year where the we're at the time of the decade where people are listing some of their favorite movies uh, in the past ten years, and which is such a fun discussion. Absolutely, and Skyfall, um, which is a James Bond movie, is on my list. Like Skyfall is such a that's good so movie. and that's so funny because I've heard uh, Casino Royale was really good. a lot of people uh, like. There's a lot of debate online on like if Casino Royale. Or Skyfall is better. But the fact that the both of them are in consideration makes me cons- want to watch it, I guess. And Skyfall was the, like, Casino Royale rebooted the franchise. Skyfall was the one that they really tried to make an Oscar movie. And it got the closest to that feat. Um, because I didn't know this, but, like, James Bond movies used to just be, like, B-movies. Like, yeah. like that was, like, their thing. And then Skyfall specifically was like, no, we're going to we're going to take the Dark Knight approach and really try to make this franchise, um, like, artistic. And uh, the Sky- the song alone, <laughs> is it is award-winning, but, like, Skyfall is definitely one of my favorite uh, James Bond's uh, movies. And uh, since we were doing a Teenage Spy, I was like, yeah, let's do this. All right, dope. Awesome. All right. So, uh, wrapping this episode up, Thank you guys for listening to Brummy's World. Remember, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all the places. Uh, leave us a rating. Um, reach out to us at Brummy's World or email us at Brummy'sWorld at gmail.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Braver.me, at Braver.me. And you guys can also find me on our Movie Makeover podcast, where if you're curious about uh, people's 
feelings of movies from the past 10 years, me and Siege actually dive into a bunch of great movies and not so great movies and give you our opinion. So if you haven't checked it out yet, I encourage you to. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, all right. So you guys, remember to dream. To fucking try. And to avoid um, faulty outlets. <laughs> <laughs> Do some good, guys. All right, later, bros. Later, bruh.